listening to the Bible 126 show. Four Misconceptions About Angels The Bible remains the final authority of God's Word. There are certain truths in scriptures which people misconceive, and one of them is about the reality and significance of angels. Some believe that angels exist, but they exaggerate their significance, while some do not even believe in the existence of these spiritual beings. However, the scripture will guide us and correct our notions about angels. Here are four misconceptions about angels and what the Word of God says about them. 1. Angels aren't real. They don't even exist. There are those who rebuke anything supernatural. But to rebuke anything supernatural is to rebuke God. The God of this Bible is a supernatural God. He is beyond your science, beyond your laws and physics, beyond your understanding. And that is one thing we all need to understand. God is a supernatural God, and this Bible is a supernatural book. And within this book there are angels who are real. Angels who show up time and time again. Angels are not extinct. They are alive and well and innumerable in number. And the Bible can attest to this. It is foolish for you as a believer to ignore the reality of angels. God acknowledges His angels and His holy angels, and you should too. Don't fall into this trap of trying to avoid these New Age beliefs so much that you avoid the truth that is within Scripture. There are New Age beliefs where people worship and pray to angels and even attempt to glorify angels. And I have seen well-meaning Christians who try to avoid these doctrines of the devil completely shut themselves off to the subject of anything supernatural. Angels are real. Hebrews 1 verses 13 to 14 says, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits, sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? The Bible establishes the fact that angels are ministering spirits. That is, they are God's messengers to God's people. And to ignore the reality of angels is foolishness. There are numerous references to the appearance of angels in the Bible. Both in the Old and in the New Testaments, we have found angels performing special tasks as designated by God, and they sometimes appear visible to people. It is a great misconception to hold the view that angels are not real. In Matthew 25, verse 31, Jesus said, He will return to this world with his holy angels. Jesus wouldn't have spoken anything concerning angels if they did not exist. Angels exist, and there are too many references that disprove the argument and their non-existence. 2. Angels are chubby babies It is erroneous to think of angels as mere baby creatures with harps. Angels are not plump babies with harps. The Bible did not give us such a description of angels. Psalm 103 verse 20 says that angels excel in strength, 
and strength is not in any way an attribute of something baby-like. In Revelation 12 verse 7, Angel Michael was featured in a battle with the devil and his angels. Also in the Old Testament, an angel slew about 185,000 men in a night. Angels are powerful spiritual beings. Hebrews 1 verse 14 calls them ministering spirits, not plump babies with harps. Most of the times people had encounters with angels in scriptures, they usually fell face down because of the dread of those angels. If angels are mere plump babies with harps, they wouldn't be any way different from entertainers, but they are powerful creatures that cannot be toyed with. In Luke 22 verse 43, an angel appeared to Jesus while he groaned in prayer and strengthened him. The angel did not appear as a plump baby with a harp, but as a strengthener. 3. Angels are all-powerful and all-knowing One of the greatest misconceptions about angels is that they are omnipotent and omniscient. It is much in every way incorrect. Angels do not know all things, neither do they have all power. If angels are all-powerful and all-knowing, they would not be God's messengers. A creature cannot be as potent and wise as its creator. Therefore, it is completely out of point to think that angels are all-powerful and all-knowing. According to 1 Corinthians 4 verse 9, Paul explains that we are made spectacles to the world and to angels. That is, angels wonder at our relationship with God, and also, the redemption plan was concealed from their knowledge. It was a great mystery to them that God could come in the flesh to save humanity. Only God is omnipotent and omniscient. Angels are not. Again, in the book of Daniel, there is the account of angel Gabriel being waylaid by the prince of Persia, and he struggled with him for 21 days before angel Michael came to rescue him. Angels are not all-powerful. If they are, the devil wouldn't be successfully cast out of heaven. More so, he would have known the end of his rebellion and refrained himself from pride. Surprisingly, to people, angels are not omniscient. That is the truth. They do not know all things. Certain mysteries of God are hidden from them. Even till this moment, angels cannot give the perfect description of who God is. Does that not amaze you? That these eternal creatures of God's creation are learning? They observe. Only God is omniscient. Omniscience is the capacity to know everything. This is an attribute that belongs exclusively to God. Even Satan is not omniscient. Satan, along with all the angels, observes and then reacts. Angels don't know how things will unfold. They typically observe and then react. Unless the Lord God Almighty sends them on specific missions or warns them in advance about something, they typically observe and react. This is something you need to truly understand. God alone is omniscient. The angels did not even truly understand the plan of salvation and redemption. 1 Peter 1 verses 10 through 12 Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, 
searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. The gift of our salvation by Jesus Christ is something that even the angels long to look into. The angels wish they could understand the grace and mercy and love and faith of our salvation. 4. Everyone has a guardian angel. Yes, it is true that we are guarded by angels, but it is not true that everyone has a special angel guarding him or her, because the Bible does not say so. We have more than one angel guarding us, according to what the Bible teaches. In Psalm 91 verses 11 to 12, the Bible says that God will give his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways, so that we will not cast our foot against a stone. We are not told of a specific angel here or anywhere else. Yes, there are angels that protect God's people, but this is on a general note than on a specific designation. In 2 Kings 6 verses 16 to 17, Prophet Elisha told his servant that they that are with them are more than their enemies put together. The prophet didn't make mention of any specific angel going about to guard him. There are guardian angels, but the truth is, not everyone has an angel. If you are a believer, you are sure that angels will guard you as God will give them orders. Some people have allowed so much error that they believe that both believers and unbelievers have angels protecting them. This is unscriptural. It seems like something is missing in churches today. There are some topics that are avoided by pulpits today. You rarely hear sermons in church that speak on demons and demonology. The fact is that demons are real. They have been real for ages, and they remain real. We must know that these demons want us to believe they don't exist, or they are just myths so that they can continue to work against Christians. It is incredibly sad that even though Christians have read it in the Bible many times where Jesus is casting out demons from people's lives, they still don't believe they are real. Nowadays, if a preacher preaches on the topic of demons, they are immediately branded as fear-mongering, which I find rather strange because Jesus preached on demons and demonic activity. The Bible teaches on demons and demonic activity. Jesus taught his disciples about demons. In Matthew 12, 43-45, Jesus did not dance around this subject. Neither should we dance around this subject. We see it in the Bible time and time again. Jesus would go from town to town, and there would be a confrontation with demonic spirits, and they would leave. 
Jesus did not pretend that demons did not exist, and neither should we. If you honestly believe Jesus is your Lord, if you honestly believe Jesus is your Savior, if you believe that records of the gospel are accurate, how then can you believe that demons are not real? There is a very real devil and a very real army of demons. You cannot fight an enemy which you refuse to acknowledge their existence. Because the truth is, the devil and his demons, they do not ignore your existence. They know exactly who you are. David Pawson once said a profound statement. He stated, I believe when you come to know the Lord, you come to know the devil at the same time. And if someone says, I don't have any experience of the devil, I've never come across the evil. I honestly wonder how far they have gone with the Lord. Because as I said in the past, the devil is not in hell tonight. He is in one of the heavens, and we wrestle against the power of evil, not in the hellish places, but in the heavenly places. That's where they are. What a profound statement. Contrary to popular belief, the media paints the picture as if Satan and his army are in hell right now. But according to the Bible, that is not correct. The Bible tells us the devil and his army are on this earth looking and seeking whom to devour. The truth is that demons know about you. Don't let people tell you that demons don't know you, that only God does. You can be sure that these demons, at first sight, know about you, and know who you are. I would like to share with you a testimony of how a young lady who now attends my church came to know the Lord. She was raised in a family who did not follow Jesus, nor any other faith. But her family was always a bit superstitious. Fast forward into her adult years, she got involved with a new group of friends, not knowing that these friends practiced different types of idolatry and Eastern spells and so on. Her relationship with this group of friends grew, and one night, whilst camping out with these friends, her friends decided to do a ritual. What she didn't know is that this was a regular thing for them. She, however, was not comfortable with this, but out of peer pressure, she agreed to go along with, and whilst they were out in the wilderness, they began the ritual with a fire in the middle. And when it started, the young lady was frozen in her position. She recalled how there was only eight of them there, and then, all of a sudden, other people with hooded capes started appearing. More and more of them began to appear, and they were all holding fire lanterns. She tried to look at their faces, but she couldn't see them. She was frozen in her position. And as they were chanting strange things, she stated that something entered her. She did not know what it was at the time. She now knows that it was an unclean evil spirit. The moment this happened to her, she instantly began to have the same nightmare over and over again. She wasn't sure whether it was a nightmare or vision. She would be walking in the corridor at night, and different shadows would reach out of the wall and try to pull her into the wall. She would find herself sleepwalking, always waking up in different rooms in her house. After struggling with this for years, she sought out a church, and literally the day she got saved, those visions or nightmares stopped immediately. 
I tell you this story just to point out the fact that there are a lot of people who have very real encounters with evil spirits. I have noticed that there is an increase in demonic activity in this world. More and more people are now reporting strange sightings. Even the world is interested in paranormal activity and sightings. In my years and dealing with this area of demonology, one piece of advice when dealing with demons, one thing they hate is Jesus. Sing a lot about Jesus. Listen to sermons about Jesus. Read Bible verses about Jesus. Don't turn to a man when you are under demonic attack. Turn to Jesus. Because when you turn to Jesus, they will leave. Ephesians 6, 12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. A lot of things around us happen. We, as children of God, should know not to fight human beings. We should know not to fight people. We should start resisting the devil and his demons. He is the one you should resist. He is the one to fight. He is the one we should defeat. We see that the devil uses people to accomplish his purpose. And we see plenty of examples of this in the Bible. Demons don't just manifest in terms of what happened with that lady, but they are also very subtle and crafty. You know that a lot of the marriages that end in divorce isn't because the people are bad spouses or bad people. The problem is not them. There is something that doesn't like marriage. The devil hates the constitution of marriage between a husband and wife. He hates it, and he will do everything in his power to break it up. I am not saying that divorces happen purely because of the devil. Marriage is two broken people coming together. There is bound to be problems there. But what I am saying is I have seen the devil attack people's marriages before. Your challenge may not be your spouse. Your challenge may be the things spoken of in Ephesians 6.12. Don't argue and fight your spouse. Join forces and identify whether there is something that is trying to wedge between your marriage. You two are still the same people that fell in love with one another years ago. And if you can't join forces, and your partner doesn't see what is trying to break you up, go into your corner and pray against it and fight for your marriage. So why are they after us? Why are demons after humans? The answer is simple. We are made in God's image. God's love for me and for you is something that we could preach about for 10,000 lifetimes and we would never get to the end of it. And they know this. Their issue is not with you. They couldn't care less about you. Their issue is with the Almighty God and seeing as they cannot do anything to God, they go after us, the object of God's affection. God loves you more than He loves this world even with how beautiful this world is. With all its beauty and all its natural beauty, yet God loves you more than this world. 
God loves you more than he loves the stars in the sky, even though they shine bright and they decorate the universe. God loves you more than them. Humanity is the apex of all of God's love. Or should I say you? Yes, you are the apex of God's love, the apex of God's majesty. Will anything be able to separate us from this great love of God? For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, 37-38 The scripture really gives comfort to anyone who thought that there is someone that can separate us from the love of God. The Bible calls the person any other created thing, be it the angels, powers, principalities, nor any power, including the demons of hell and the fallen angels of hell, is able to separate us from the love of God. God doesn't like seeing his creation oppressed and bound by demons. God doesn't want to see his creation pushed around, beat around by spirits. But you know what the wonderful thing is. The wonderful thing is we don't have to take it. We don't have to be pushed around. We don't have to live in fear. We have been given authority to drive him out of life, to drive him out of our homes. And the devil knows that. But do you? <laughs>